Welcome to the first episode of the Unmasking the Jesus Myth podcast. My name is Stephen Bedard. Please check out my website at jesusmyththeory.com. In this first episode, I thought I would take some time to share how I first got interested in the Jesus myth, because it's not something that a lot of people are drawn to. Why would we even want to respond to people who claim that Jesus doesn't exist? Isn't that like responding to flat earthers and other conspiracy theories? Well, there are some similarities, but there are some reasons why I was drawn to this particular theory and responding to it. So I'm going to share just a little bit of my story. I am a pastor, and my previous church was in a small town in Ontario, Canada. And in that small town lived a prominent religion writer named Tom Harper. Tom Harper had been a fairly liberal Christian, a former Anglican priest. And in fact, it was a book by Tom Harper that my priest, when I was an Anglican as a young person, that my priest had given me a book by Tom Harper as he was concerned that I was becoming a bit too evangelical and didn't want me to fall into that trap. And so he had actually given me a a book by Tom Harper. But Tom Harper had changed over the years. He had fallen into the Jesus myth theory. He had read some writings by people like Gerald Massey and Alvin Boyd Kuhn, and had come to the conviction that Jesus was not an actual historical figure. And so he had written a book called The Pagan Christ. And this was something that was brought to my attention, not just because of my interest in religion or biblical studies, but being a pastor in that town. And there were people in our community that were very upset. And my first response, actually, was a letter to the editor in our small town paper. And in that, I just gave a very brief response to that and got a good uh, response from people in the community from that as well. But I could tell that people were still upset. I remember an elderly gentleman in my congregation coming up to me, and he had a handful of clippings from newspapers with columns written by Tom Harper, and he said, what are we going to do about this? And another person in my congregation asked, well, why aren't the clergy responding? Now, interestingly enough, I had a conversation with another pastor in our town, and he urged us not to respond to Tom Harper, to just keep our mouths shut, and to let this pass and to avoid all contact with it. But I really didn't feel as if that was the right way to go. At the time, I was taking a Master of Arts degree at McMaster Divinity College in Hamilton, Ontario. And I was doing a reading course on 1 Corinthians with Dr. Stanley Porter. And I was looking for a paper to do. And I wanted to write a paper on what the Apostle Paul said about the historical Jesus. And this had come about partially through the reading of Tom Harper's books and his claim that Paul 
never believed in a historical Jesus, that it was something that was added by the church later on. And on a superficial level, certainly there is a lack of detail on the life of Jesus. We don't see any reference to the virgin birth. Uh, we don't see any reference to his miracles or his parables or anything like that. So there is some superficial truth to that, but I knew that there was more to it. And in the studies on 1 Corinthians that I had been doing, I had seen a number of references to the historical Jesus, and so I wanted to write on that. So I did write a paper on that, and eventually was published as uh, the first journal article that I ever had published in the McMaster Journal of Theology and Ministry, and I will include a link to that in the show notes for this episode. In that conversation, I talked to uh, Stan Porter about what was uh, going on, and he wasn't really familiar with Tom Harper. But the next time we met, he said to me, now I know what you're talking about, because in between that time, he had been contacted by a Christian radio station that had a talk show, and they had called him in to debate on the radio with Tom Harper. And so Stan Porter had to read the book quickly and to debate Tom Harper. And so I remember uh, Stan saying at a uh, workshop he was doing there at McMaster that he was open to collaborating on writing projects if students were interested in that. And so I contacted him and said, does that offer still stand? And he said it did. And I asked him if he would be willing to co-write a book responding to Tom Harper. And so we began to do that. And the end result was Unmasking the Pagan Christ. And that was our response book to Tom Harper's Pagan Christ. It was a response to Tom Harper, but it really was more than that. It was a response to the Jesus myth in general. About half the book is a defense of the historical Jesus, and the other half is a response to claims that Jesus was based on pagan myths. As we were working through that manuscript and before it was released, I had advertised a workshop that I was willing to do at my church on Tom Harper and his work in the pagan Christ. It ended up that there happened to be a blizzard on that day. And so I showed up to the church just to let the one or two people who might show up know that the workshop was canceled. It ended up there was about 50 to 60 people who showed up, uh, which was a lot in our small town. And so on the fly, I had to do a talk on this. And I saw that there definitely was a interest in this, despite what many other pastors and and even other scholars were saying that we shouldn't respond to this. So that really demonstrated that the need was there. The other confirmation of why I knew that this was going to be important was one day I was sitting in my church office and a gentleman and his wife walked into the church and I did not recognize them, but I invited them into my office. 
As they sat down, the gentleman explained to me his story, uh, that he was someone who had been very active in his church. He was involved in ministry and Bible teaching, but he had read Tom Harper's Pagan Christ, and he felt like his entire faith was being destroyed. If there was no historical Jesus, why would we even bother to do any of the things that we were doing in church? And of course, that would be correct. If that was the truth, then we really are wasting our time doing Christian ministry. But he ended up coming across our book, Unmasking the Pagan Christ, and so he began to read through that. And he explained how, as he read through it, he felt like his faith was being rebuilt, that his confidence in the historical Jesus was renewed, and he felt like he was ready to get back into ministry. And just as he finished reading that book, he was on vacation at the time, he happened to look at the back of the book, and he saw the town in which I pastored, and that just happened to be the town where he was having his vacation. So he immediately came over to my church and uh, thanked me for the work that I had done. And I didn't take that as a, a point of pride, but I did take it as confirmation that this was important and this could have a positive change on people's lives. That even if diehard Jesus mythicists weren't ready to change, those who were on the fence, those who were seekers, those who were trying to figure out what the truth was, they would be able to respond in a positive way if the facts were put forth to them. And we tried to do that in as an engaging and respectful way as possible. Uh, I lived in the same town as Tom Harper, as I mentioned, and I really didn't want a holy war going on. And so I had actually contacted him and let him know that this was happening. We ended up having coffee together and talking about it. And he at first was pretty hostile towards me. But over time, as I forced myself to be as uh, kind and gentle with him as I could, it ended up to be a good conversation that we were able to have. And I was able to get some insight as to why he was doing this. This book ended up being important enough that we got a phone call from the company that had made a documentary out of the Pagan Christ book, and they wanted to do a sequel doing a documentary on our Unmasking the Pagan Christ book. And that was pretty exciting to be involved in. And so uh, this documentary was uh, put together, and some of you may have seen it at some point. Uh, it is uh, still around uh, here and there but uh, it is not available online at the moment. One of the really interesting things about it was that it included the scholar Elaine Pagels, who is known for her book, The Gnostic Gospels. And we would have a lot of differences in our theology and our biblical interpretation. And yet she was actually brought on in defense of the historical Jesus. She was put on our side rather than on Tom Harper's side. So I found that really interesting that that would happen because that probably normally wouldn't happen on many other topics. That is the, the basic reason why I ended up getting involved in the Jesus myth. I saw that there was not just a scholarly need to respond, but there was a pastoral need to respond. That there are 
people sitting in our pews who are trying to figure out the truth. There are people in our communities who are hearing these claims and are just not sure. I remember when the Zeitgeist movie came out a number of years ago, that online movie that was uh, widely publicized. And many people who I normally didn't have conversations about faith with had contacted me online asking me what I thought of that movie because they were shaken by the details of that movie. And I would like to do a full response to the Zeitgeist movie at some point in a future episode. But suffice to say that people were concerned and they were reassured when they heard that there was, in fact, good reason to believe that Jesus did exist, that the Gospels are reliable, and there are reasons for us to reject the claim that the Gospels are based on pagan myths. And so over the years, I have responded to a number of articles and books. I have written many blog posts on my apologetics blog, which can be found at stephenjbedard.com slash apologetics. But I've decided to take it a step further and to give this topic a bit more emphasis. And that's why I've started my website, jesusmyththeory.com. And that's why I have started this podcast, Unmasking the Jesus Myth. In the next number of episodes, I'm going to share other aspects of this theory. I'm probably going to begin with some of the evidence we have for the historical Jesus. My academic background is in New Testament studies, and I'm especially interested in the historical Jesus, not just the Jesus myth, but the historical Jesus in general. And so there's a lot of exciting developments in that field, and I'm looking forward to sharing that with you in the episodes to come. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please check out my website, jesusmyththeory.com. And if you're interested, you can support the work that is being done here at my Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash hopesreason. That's patreon.com slash hopesreason. Thank you, and God bless.